Okay, let's get started with Parshas Toldos, Tavshin Pei Aleph, as we uh, get into Yaakov and Esav. As we've pointed out probably every year, uh, we like to point out that Yitzchak Avinu is the hidden Av, the most mysterious Av. Right? We have Parshios of Avraham, Lech Lecha Vayera, Chayesara. Chayesara is about Yitzchak, but really it's not about Yitzchak. Right? Avram buries Sarah, and then Avram finds a wife for Yitzchak. Yitzchak's not even there. And here, all of a sudden, we have Yaakov and Esau born, and then we're already on Yaakov and Esau. So uh, we've discussed in the past how exactly is that, is that, uh, um, what's the message of that? We've discussed that in the past. The only thing Yitzchak actually does in Torah Shebech uh, where he's the focus, are the wells, are the building of the wells. Okay, but either way, we have a lot more to talk about here in Parsha's Toldos, and we start off with the beginning. With the beginning, um... Be'ela told us Yitzchak ben Avram, Avram led us Yitzchak, Yitzchak ben Arboim Shana. Yitzchak is 40 years old, V'kachlos Rivka. He's 40 years old when he takes his wife, and we know he doesn't have a child till he's 60, 20 years without having uh, a child. But the Torah feels the need to tell us the lineage again. We have the lineage of Yitzchak in Pasuk Yutes, Yitzchak ben Avraham, and then in Pasuk as if we didn't remember exactly what her lineage was, uh, the Torah feels the need to say it. And the first question is why? What do we have to know the lineage again for? We know this already from the, uh, from the context. And we continue. opposite his wife, but every phrase in the beginning of Toldos is darshan by Chazal. Every phrase has has messages. Nochach ishto, akarahi, vayyaser lo Hashem. Hashem listens to him. Vatarifke ishto, vayyisrosu abanim bekirba, and the children make a ruckus inside of her. But Tomer imkain lama ze anochi. The question that many mafarshim ask. One of the hardest phrases to know what it means in all of Sefer Brachos. Rivka says, Lama ze anochi. What does that mean? Why am I? She has these children. She's having a tough pregnancy. And she says, Why am I? Lama ze anochi. Many different shatim. Rashi. Misave u mispalelas al rayon. If it's so painful, what was I davening so much for? What was I davening so much for? Right. The, the briskarav we had many years ago, Lama ze anochi, based on a Gemara in Brachos. For this year, we'll see the Nachlas Yaakov. The Nachos Yaakov is the commentary of the Nesivos, Rabbi Yaakov Milisa, the author of the Nesivos, among other many other svarim on Chomish. Says the Nachos Yaakov, uh, just giving us an insight into what Rivka is going through during this time period. What makes it so painful for her, trying to see the human side. Uben gross halalu tumuim, sheyiches Yitzchak l'shvach, v'rivka l'gnai. Mashikfar yadua, first of all, goes through the family, Yitzchak's from Abraham and Rivka's from from uh, her her uh, her lineage. The Gamashamrim came. Lama Zanochi ain't lo pirish. The Nira Kibirish Rashi. The Rashi pirish face rose up under the kirb. As we know, what does Rashi say on the children inside of her? Shahaiso veres al pesach beis hamedrish. Yaakov mafarkes lotzeis. Whenever she passed the beis hamedrish, Yaakov wanted to come out. He felt the pull of kedusha. The baby's trying to get to the 
Beis Avodah the Beis Bais of Kedusha, and Rivka says Acher Shir Gisha Sheishlaba Taomim Kedusha Vetoma. So some say the pshat is how could there be one schizophrenic baby? According to this pshat, she knows she's having two, Kedusha and Tuma, and she thinks to herself, Vayzok Hashem is Bedaita Ki Ef Sharsha Shorish Hatuma She Bekirba Yamimenu. There's Kedusha and Tuma inside of me. Rivka thinks. It can't be that Tuma came from my husband. I know my husband. Remember last week, Rivka sees her husband, sees Yitzchak, she falls off the camel. One of the most amazing reactions in all of Tanakh for the beginning of a relationship. And we know this very little communication in the Torah Shebechsav between Yitzchak and Rivka. Every each one of the Avos and the Avos represents a different type of model of a relationship. Rivka seems to have been in awe of Yitzchak. I mean, we all would have been. He was the Akeda Ola Tamima. So she thinks to herself, this Tumen Kedusha inside of me. Well, the Tumen didn't come from him. So it must be the Kedusha came from him and the Tumen came from me. But if that's true, then why did I daven so hard to have this baby? That's why it says where they came from, because that's what was going through her mind. She's like, oh, what did I do? What did I bring into this world? The next generation, the third of the Avos. Right? All this tumi must be from me. She takes responsibility. She feels it's from her. Because that's what she's thinking. Kodesh Baruch Hu tells her, Rivka, take a deep breath. She went, And Hashem says, no, there are two nations that are coming from you. You get Chelek Miakdusha too. He doesn't say that Yisra gave some of the Tumah, but interesting that Yisra loved Esav. But says the Nachlas Yaakov, really Rivka had a say also in the Kedusha. Because parents, both parents, are the ones that mold. Here it's talking about biologically, but we could talk about in the general sense. Both parents shape the child. Both parents give everything to the child as they work together. And one parent shouldn't take the blame and shouldn't give the blame. Right? In either direction, uh, we have to work together. I've quoted off in the, uh, that Gemara in, oh, it's also about Yisrael Avinu. Right? Yisrael Avinu. Remember the, um, oh, maybe it's connected. Remember the Gemara in Shabbos, Peites, where Kodesh Baruch Hu comes to all the Avos, uh, bargaining, and uh, Yitzhak is bargaining to save Am Yisrael. He says, how, how, how much could they have sinned? Uh, so in that Gemara, the Gemara starts off by saying, Hashem says to Yitzchak, your children have sinned. And what does Yitzchak say, the first line? They're my kids, they're not your kids. They're your kids too. So maybe Yitzchak was sensitive to that, right? Relating to this, relating to what Rivka was saying, and, and Yitzchak. Okay, so what happens? Says the Torah, Yaakov and Esav, they start getting a little bigger. Esav is a hunter, and 
Yaakov is an Ishtam Yosheva Halim. So Rashi tells us, Yodeya Tzayit. So Pashtas, this means he knows how to hunt. But we know, Rashi quotes, Latsud Ularamosis Avibafib. Not only does he trap animals, he traps his father. He traps his father with words, with tricking him. Vishoalo, Abba. He asks his father, how do you take off miser from salt and from straw? Which are both putter from miser. They're not foods. Tevin is animal food. And melach is not food, as we know. To get his father to think, oh, my son, oh, such a medaktik, such a machmir. He even wants to take miser from melach and tevin. Much has been said about that. I wanted to add one thought this year, but I thought maybe to remind us of a thought we said 11 years ago from Rav Zevin about Tevin and Melach. Dafka, those two, something worth repeating. Says Rav Zevin in source number two, and then we'll get to the new for this year, the Gorarye, in, uh, in source number three. What's the message of Tevin and Melach? Says Rav Zevin, HaTevin Melach him shnei hefachim. Really, if you think about it, straw and salt are opposites. Teven hu machal. Straw is inferior to food. It's for animals. Animal consumption. Lamata migeder machal. Vahamelach lamalamimenu. And salt is above. Salt is not food, but it gives food the koach of preservation. It makes food last. You could have a cucumber. It lasts a couple of days. You add some salt, becomes a pickle. It could stay for a much longer time. Salt makes food that much better. And even in taste, in taste, salt makes it so good. Tevin is less than food. Salt uplifts food. Hatevin upsola shalamachal. Garine hatvua hima iker. Vatevin vakash atofov apsoles. You just throw away the tevin. Lefichach. Salt is the opposite. It's above food. It gives it taste. It preserves it. And even it makes it even better. What does salt do? You put salt on meat. It removes the blood. It removes the psoles. So there's salt and there's tevin. Says of Zevin beautifully. There's salt, there's melach and tevin in life too. There's tevin, there's psoles that has to be discarded. And then there's melach, something that we have to sprinkle into our life in order to preserve our life. Tevin is beneath us. The garbage. Hapaslanus, there's certain things that we have to totally reject. Totally get rid of. It's garbage. You have to stay far away from it. Ramaut and Sheker. That's all Tevin. Certain things about Tevin. We have to remove. Melach, salt. We sprinkle Melach into all areas of our life. To make it tasty. To make it valuable. And what's that? That's the Torah. The Torah is our salt. Because we salt every part of our life and that gives it chashivus. And that gives it eternity. 
that gives us like salt gives something uh, lengthy days. The Torah, we sprinkle Torah into our business. We sprinkle it into our relationships. Then all of a sudden, that brings eternity. You're going out to work. We meet a lot of psolas. We have to discard that. But that the melach, Torah, we have to add that, and that'll help separate the blood, the psolas. It'll make it taste good. That's the teven, and that's the melach, according to Rav Zevin. Says the Torah of Lamoadim now, with that background. What's my sir? You want to take a little bit of it and use it. You want to take a little bit of it and use it. Asaph said, I want to be Ma'aser Teven. Teven, Teven's psolas, Teven's garbage. Asaph wanted to take some of that and use it. Shumus and Maestros, Makachos Asashirayim. But says Rav Zevin, Haraha Gomer, you don't need No, wickedness, Risha Kula Ka'ashen Tichle. Teven, pure psolas, you're not supposed to be Ma'aser. No, you just have to let it go. And what about salt? You want to take off my from salt? Salt doesn't need any fixing. Salt is perfect in itself. You want to change the Torah. You want to fix the Torah. Our salt, don't change anything. Let the Tevin go totally and leave the Melach totally. And that was Esav's crooked hashkafa. Esav ofanim towards the bottom. Esav wanted a trick it both ways. I could take this, this sheker, and this psoles in life, and I'm going to use it. There are some things we're not supposed to use. There are certain midos that we have to stay away from. He wanted to use the ra, and he wanted to be ma'aser, and take off some of the melach from the Torah. Both of those, both of those are inappropriate. Esavim ka'ela. Bitsuros Shonos Yeshdam Tamid. We have the power of Asav throughout our lives, throughout the generation, says Rav Zevin. There are those that want to use Teven and bring it in and bring it into our world. There are some things that shouldn't be brought in. There's certain areas of culture, right? We just started Chodesh Kislev. There's certain elements of the Yavan culture that are not supposed to be brought into Yahadus. Not supposed to be brought in. We're not supposed to be Maaserit. And obviously Torah is meant to be perfect. Throughout generation, throughout the generations, there are those that wanted to cut off and do a little, do a little snipping of the Torah of our salt. Salt doesn't need any snipping. That's from Zevin, Teven and Melach, and what it symbolizes. So that again we discussed more than a decade ago, but the Gurarye, the Maharal has a different shot, <laughs> where the Maharal writes now in source number three a different derech. Not that the, the question was sowing his rishus, right on the right side on the same page, source number three, but he was trying to give a lumdus. He was trying to give a lumdus why they should be chayef. Says the Gur These two items are totally potter. They're not chayef daraisa, they're not chayef darabanan. Interesting, the Lashon is, he doesn't say, Esau doesn't say, do you have to take off Meiser from these things? He says, how do you take off Meiser from these things? It's not, he's not asking yes or no, he's asking how. As if they're for sure chayev. Why was he assuming that? 
Why was he assuming that a Fashur needs Miser? And he was just asking, I don't know how. So says the Garayi, he was asking a Lundish question to try to show Yitzchak that he was a constructive and productive and positive person. The Yireh. This is what Esav said. Anything that you eat whole, as is, ba'en, kigon peros, chayavim and meiser legamre. Those are chayavim and meiser. Fine, food, it's chayavim and meiser, edible. First mission in meiser, it talks about the requirements. Avot teven, teven, okay, Reb Zevin took it one way, but teven is also something that you store food in. She'enorak shomer lepri, teven keeps things dry. You put straw that absorbs moisture and to keep things dry. So it's not food, but it's a shomer for food. It protects food. similar. It gives, it gives taste. The svara doesn't make sense. It's not food itself. Says Esav, aren't these valuable items? And if it's a valuable, valuable item that God gives us, shouldn't we take off Miser? I'm a great tzaddik. I think that I have to recognize that everything's from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. V'yesh v'chaladas ki elu shnei advarim peturimin Miser. Really, they're potter for rules that Hakadosh Baruch Hu said. Hamelach she'ein odavar ba'atzmo. Salt is not edible. In itself, it gives taste into another. And these are all created to serve others. As he says, Tevin has no taste, but it guards. Salt has a ton of taste in it. But that was his Ramos. Dad, aren't these so valuable? And if they're so valuable, I want to do a mitzvah with them. So it makes a lot of sense. Svara. Maybe we can even learn something from Esav. We know Chazal tell us about his kibbutz of aim. But Esav tried to say it to trick. But we could use it in the positive. Anything that has value, we have to recognize as a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even if technically you don't give Miser, but we have to recognize it as a gift. Right, we know in a couple of weeks we'll read about the Pachim Ketanim that Yaakov Inu went back for. And the Chazal tell us in Mesechah's Chulin because the Tzaddik recognizes every little item that he has from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he takes care of it. And he cherishes it. If Hashem gives it to me, it must be that I'm supposed to have it. If I'm not supposed to have it, okay, that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't give it to me. Says the Maharal, that's the Tevin and the Meiser. He was Tevin and the Melech. He was trying to trick his father into thinking that he was a great Tzaddik and somebody who always took what was positive. So again, it's a good taina. He was just, he was just faking. Okay. So we continue. Now we get to the only thing that Yitzchak Avinu does actively in the Torah, as we alluded to before. We're skip, we, we, uh, we have the sale of the Mechira, which uh, generates a lot of discussion in the Rishonim, in the Achronim, how the Mechira work, a davar shalabala olam, a davar that wasn't ba'en. But he sells it. And he makes a shvua, and then he hates it. Vayehi ra'af ba'aretz. There was a famine. Milvad arav arishon asharayi b'me'avraham. There was a famine in the land besides the famine that was in the days of Avraham. Interesting that we have to say that. Why would we think it was the same famine? 
We're in a different time period now. There was a famine, okay. Just like Milvad. Vayelach Yitzchak al Avimelech, Melech Pelishtim Gerara, and Yitzchak goes to Avimelech in the land of the Plishtim. Yitzchak goes down. Rashi. Uh, first, let's, uh, first, uh, Pasuk base. Vayerei lav Hashem vayomer. Hashem appears to Yitzchak vayomer and says to him, Al Tered Mitzrayimah, do not go down to Egypt. Shchon ba'aretz, asher omer elecha. Stay in Eretz Yisrael. Don't leave. Gur ba'aretz azos. Ve'ayem chavarecheka. Live here and I will bless you. It doesn't look so good, right? There's a famine, but I'm telling you, stay and I will bless you. I will give you and your progeny all of these lands. And I will be making the Shvua. Right here, as we mentioned, the first conversation that Hashem has with each of the Avos has to do with Eretz Yisrael. So right here, I know there's a famine, but I'll give you tons of descendants. Call Goye Haaretz. So the question is, Rashi already notes, Atir Mitzrayim, Asher Yedaito Laredes Lamitzrayim, Yitzchak wanted to go down to Mitzrayim. He thought, Kemoshe Yared Aviv, Bimei Harav, like his father did. Amarlo, Hashem says to him, no don't. Al-Tered, Al-Tered means he wanted to go. Al-Tered Mitzrayim, Ashata Ola Tzmima, Vein Chutz Laaretz Kedai Lecha. Chutz Laaretz doesn't deserve you. You're too holy. Ein chutzlaretz kedai lecha. That's a beautiful lashon. Ein chutzlaretz kedai lecha. Says the Agyona Shel Torah Ben Sion Firer. Why did Hashem, I mean Rashi already answered it, but, so why did Hashem have a different response? Why did Yitzchak have to stay in Eretz Yisrael? Avram went down. Avram was also a very special tzaddik. Okay, Yitzchak was an Ola Tamima, the Akedah, but maybe there's something deeper in terms of who they are and what they symbolize for us. Niran Advarim says the Hegiona Shal Torah. Niran Advarim. Shetzav ze la'echa min ha'avos balashami simon labanim. As we know, the Ramban discusses at length. Maisa avos simon labanim. This is all, the entire, all the lives of the avos are messages. That's why they're called avos. Because they are creating, to use the language of the Ramban. Maisa avos yitzir labanim. They're creating what's going to happen later. You know what the message of Yitzchak was? Not leaving? That Eretz Yisrael is not about, oh, it's hard, you can leave. It's not about an easy time. Eretz Yisrael inherently has Mesiris Nefesh, right? You can look at the first thing where Shimon Bayachai says in all of Shas. Brachas Tafei. Hashem gave Jewish people three matanos. The kulam niknes biyisurin. Torah, Eretz Yisrael, Olam Haba. That's the first thing Rashbi says in all of Shas. So those three, Rav Yerucham Levavit said, and you can't have one without the other. You can't be a full Jew without all three. That's what the Gemara is saying. Says the Gyona Shel Torah, Ein Arav Siba Laziva Saaretz, Afilu Bofan Zmani, in this case. You can't leave Yitzchak. This is your land. Right, we know from the story of Rus what happens to people who shouldn't. Mitsuka kalkalit vafilu rav sheish bamishim sakana. Eina matzikim yuidu lechutz laaretz. Even good tainas for a Yitzchak Avinu. Again, we're not judging anybody. We're just looking at a message that we can learn from Yitzchak Avinu. Even challenges does not defend or explain 
leaving to Chutz Laaretz. So why didn't Avram teach us this message? Avram had his Nisyonos. So why didn't Avram teach us this message? The answer is because Yitzchak's whole essence was about mitzvahs with Mesiris Nefesh. Avoda, Gvura, whichever media you want to put with Yitzchak. Uh, they were all, obviously Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, they were all Moser Nefesh. But Yitzchak's essence was Mesiris Nefesh. He was the one that was tied down and brought as a carbon. He was so succeeded in the Akeda. That's the tafkid of Yitzchak. Humar ba'ofen ma'asi, mekayim mitzvus. Kamezanchin adreshes let hakrava atzmis pshuta kamashma. When a Jew is told on a Friday, if you don't come to work tomorrow, don't come to work on Monday, and a Jew is able to be shomer Shabbos and not go to work a hundred plus years ago, that's a bechina of Yitzchak Avinu, mitzvus of Mesiris Nefesh, mitzvus with Mesiris Nefesh. Brismila done in all the centuries and generations, in the ghettos, in the hidden attics. That's a bechina of Yitzchak Avinu. Mitzvah of Mesiris Nefesh. Dafka Yitzchak is the one, and specifically this, Yishev Eretz Yisrael. V'lorak mitzvah sheben adam lamakom, elagam mitzvah ben adam lo mola deto. Ru'uyo yeshiva be'eretz yisos, she'adam Yisrael yimsar nafshu aleha. Yitzchak was Moser Nefesh. There's a famine! Hashem said, stay. Stay. For us. It's never, let's think back 2,000 years. Has it ever been easy without any challenges to be in Eretz Yisrael? Has it ever been, Hashem makes it so simple. It's easy, it's simple. This is the, the most, no issues, no challenges. Of course not. When Rabbi Levi came, when the Ramban came, the Talmidei Agra. Everything was great here? Everything was perfect? No. But they said Yitzchak Avinu taught us something. There's Mesiris Nefesh that's required. There's this char on the horizon. In Yitzchak's case, he saw it right away. We might not see it right away. But someone who does chesed with this land and doesn't leave it at times of difficulty, the land will pay you back. Just like Shabbos. You keep Shabbos, Shabbos will take care of you. You love Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael will take care of you. At the time, we might not see it. In our lifetime, Yitzchak did. And that's the message that he that he tells us he goes through also the differences between Avram and Yitzchak in terms of their <laughs> experiences with Avimelech. Not for now, but that's the message that we'll take with us. Mitzvah mitoch mesiris nefesh, that's Yitzchak Avinu. He models that for us. Okay, moving right along. Source number five is just a fascinating story. A little one, it's just a little vart. But I saw it, I'm like, ah, oh, this is very exciting. 
It's a story about Rav Baruch Ber. Rav Baruch Ber Lavavitz, the Berch Hashmuel, Talmud of the Rav Chaim. But it's on the Pasuk, right before Sheni, that we keep the laws of Hashem. By Yishmar Mishmarti. That Avram Avinu kept the laws. Mishmarti. Mishmaris. Okay. This Vard is the opposite of FOBF. What does that mean? We'll see in a second. Right? There was when when uh, the Rashiva Yiva Kamenitz, Rebarach Belavavitz, became, became uh, elderly, so he had Shamashim that took care of him. Like many uh, great Rashi Yeshiva as they get, uh, as they get older. So one time, a, a boy, a Bacher, who was supposed to help the Rashi Yeshiva, went in and said, Rebbe, on line six, You want Fleishuks or Milfiks? What can I get you for tonight? So the Rebbe said, Mirgalaychen Fleishuks. I'll take Fleishuks. So, you know, generally men would probably say that most often than ever, but here we're not talking about a regular man. We're talking about a Baruch Ber. So the Hitpaleh Bachur, the Bachur was like, I asked, but I didn't think he would be like so like into it, like so focused. You know, what, what is it that the, uh, the Rosh Hashiva was saying that he was so into the, so into the Fleshiks? So he asked him, what's the focus? So Baruch Ber says, no, it's not like I, I want Fleshiks more. But if I have Fleshiks, then I'm going to have an ol on me for six hours. And I'm going to be serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the next six hours with that ol. So that could be our, that could be the Kavana. So most of us, you know, many have the FOBF, fear of being Fleshik, right? You never know when that ice cream in the freezer might, might just look so delicious and we might want to, might want a little bit. Baruch Hu tells us otherwise. The next time we're fleshik and we want to eat something, we have to hold back, we should say, oh, I'm serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I'm serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu in this regard. Mishmeres, Mishmarti, and that is fascinating ha'ara that is found in the Sefer of the Agil Torah from Rav Baruch Ber. Okay. Let's move on to the wells. Let's move on to the wells. So after Yitzchak goes to Avimelech, we have the story of the wells by Pasik Yud Gimel. First of all, it's interesting. The introductory Pasik, the introductory Psukim, right before the story of the wells, talk about the riches of Yitzchak. Right, Yitzchak plants. He has a lot. He has a lot. Right after that, now we get into the wells. And he has Miknet Zon, Miknet Bakar, Avuda Raba, Vayekanu Bo Plishtim. The Plishtim are jealous. What happens? The Be'eros that were, <laughs> that were dug, Bimei Avram Aviv, Sitmum Plishtim. The Plishtim filled him up with dirt. Filled him up with dirt. <laughs> Nabi Melech says to Yitzchak, get out of here. We don't, we've had enough of you. Leave. So Yitzchak goes. He stays in Nachal Grar. And then What does Yitzchak do? He digs the same wells. He digs the same wells that the Plishtim had closed up. He calls them the same names. And then what happens? There's another fight. So so question one, what's the introduction that Yitzchak has all these riches and then we have the fights of the wells, number one. Number two, why in the first, there's really two sections here. The plish, the wells are dug, the plishtim dig them up. Uh, I'm sorry, the plishtim fill them up. Yitzchak redigs them and then 
the Avde, uh, the Roe Grar say, what are you doing? They're arguing about the wells. Why the first time did the Plishtim fill them up? And the second time, the Roe Grar just argue. They say, what are you doing here? We want the wells. Third question, why is the first time it's the Plishtim? And the second time it's the Avde, the Roe, the Roe Grar. What changed? Right, so again, it's two sections, two sections of the wells. If we never noticed it. The wells were dug, first they were filled up by the Plishtim, and then they were argued on by the Roe Grar. So why the first time filled up, second time just argued, and the first time Plishtim, and the second time is Roe Grar. Says the Drash David, or David Hofstetter, here in source number six. Throughout Gullus, this is another Maisa Avosimulabanim. There's a lot of that in this parsha. If you look in the Ramban, the Ramban on the wells right here. We just discussed that. Those who listen to the uh, to the Nachshir, we're in the middle of Sefer Ezra. So we just discussed that the Ramban on this week's parsha alludes to the story in Ezra that we went back to build by Sheni, then it stopped, and then for 18 years, then we went back. That's with the wells. The Ramban notes that on this week's parsha. But says the Drash David, throughout history, when Jews have success. In Gullus, there are two reactions. There are two reactions that our enemies have. Those who don't like us have. Two ways that the game treat us when they're jealous. Well, what are they jealous of? So first, re- the first reaction could be, we're not going to read the whole thing inside to make sure there's uh, time for what's left. The first reaction is, let's turn over the page. First reaction is, they're nervous that we're going to be more successful than them and we're going to get more covered than them and they're jealous of our reputation and the Jew is going to, is going to, people are going to think of the Jew as better than me. So what is, so what does the enemy do? What do the Goyim do? First of all, they throw us out. They get out of here quick. They don't want the Hamon Am to go after. And who's the ones that are jealous of our reputation? It's the nobility. It's the governmental officials. It's the higher class of society. And they'll even close up the wells. They don't care if we lose our success. They just don't want us to be known for our success. First stage, the plishtim. The plishtim are the, are the, the, um, the higher level of society. They closed up the wells. They're shooting themselves in the foot. We've discussed in past years. What are they closing up the wells? They're not going to have water either. It's okay. But as, li- as long as, as people don't think Yitzchak is so great. And what Avimelech do? Yitzchak, leave. You have to leave. That's one thing our enemies do. Right? They don't want us to be successful because it makes them look not as successful. So they try to hide our successes and ask us to leave. But then there's the second level. The second type of jealousy, which isn't really for the upper class. It's for the proletariat. It's for the, for the, the just regular Hamon Am. What do they say? They're just jealous of our stuff. So they don't want to destroy our stuff. They want our stuff. So what do they do? They attack us. They attack us. They say, it's not because of your zechuyos. It's not because they just lowered the Jews so that nobody would think that the success, but they want our stuff. That's the ikker. And that's the roe grar. It's the lower class of society. And that's sinna. Both of them really breed into and blossom into hatred of the Jew. Hatred of the Jew because they're jealous of our reputation and our success. They don't care about what we have. Or hatred of the Jew because they're jealous about our assets 
and therefore they'll think the Jews are all making uh, different types of of uh, secret deals, and they're behind all the negative things in the world. They do that because they can't stand that a Jew is successful in both of these areas. And says the Drash David, this is the Maisa Avos Simon Labanim that takes place in this in this uh, regard. He goes through the whole thing again without reading it, but that's what he says are the two stories in our in our parsha. Okay, let's get a little bit to the story of the Brachos. Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov and Esav. Says the, says the Torah, Rivka calls over her son. Rivka shomas b'dabar Yisrael g'lesa b'no, v'yelach Esav ha'sadol atzut sayed l'havi. Rivka amro Yaakov b'no lemar, pasik vav, parach avzayim pasik vav. Rivka says to her son Yaakov lemar, I heard your father say this, go get me some food, and I want to give you a bracha, listen to what I'm going to say, this is the plan. Asks the Ohev Yisrael, the Apterav. Ask the Apterav, why does the word Lamar appear twice in Pasuk Vav? What's the, what's the extra word? Rivka says, Lamar, to her son, Shamati, what's the double Lashon? of Lamar. So he quotes, source number nine, the Oy of Yisrael. It's a similar idea we saw years ago from the Beis HaLevi. Similar idea, but not exactly in his words. So we'll see it this year from the Oy of Yisrael. Vishamati b'shem Arav HaKadosh. Dihineh stama diburim shal Yaakov avinu alav ashalam v'im rosef hayutami b'lashon racha. Kedarkan shal tadikim. Remember, remember the Rashi that Yaakov Avinu uses Shem Hashem and Yisroch's like, what's going on here? Esav doesn't use Shem Hashem. So it's already something fishy about Esav knowing something, about Yisroch knowing something. But Mistama Yaakov always spoke softly. Like Derech of Sadikim, Derech HaChamim Enachas Nishmahim, V'dibura, V'imros, Amiros HaShal Esav, Hayim Mistama Balashem Medaberes Gedolos. And Esav probably talked arrogantly and harshly and aggressively. Like an Esav, like we would have um, assumed how he talked. Esav knew that Yaakov might try something, or that Rivka might try something. They had a plan. They had a plan. Esav and Yitzchak had a plan that they said, you know what? Esav says, you know, maybe Yaakov's going to try to get it. I'm going to talk like Yaakov. Because he's going to try to talk like me. I'm going to talk like Yaakov. I'm going to talk Balash and Racha. And you shame Hashem. So then you'll know it's me, Dad. And that's exactly what happened. And that's the simon Movak li Yitzchak. The mistama, because Yaakov, when Yaakov comes, he's going to try to talk. He's going to try to be gruff and say, "Dad, yeah, brachas, stand up, sit down," and he didn't. And that's how Rivka imenu She knew how Esav talked, and she knew the story that happened. She said to Yaakov, "Lamar, talk like this. Talk like this." That's the double ashram. One Lamar is just, this is the plan, but all Lamar is to how to talk. Talk like you usually talk. 
Bolashen Asmo Kamiyazumi Kedem, Betaimo Shaldovar, Heyo Shamati Zavicha Lamar. I heard your father Lamar telling Asaf how to talk. So I'm telling you how to talk. Shepakad Alav, Shebavol, Afanavim Sedaso, Yedabri Mabolashen Racha, Shehelo Liislav was a Simon Mubuk, Leda Mihu Hamadaber. One idea from the Oiv Yisrael, just a Harifus in terms of the plan. Od Yeshlomer, then he has another idea, Alderach Drush. What's Lamar? What's Lamar? Od Yeshlomer, Shemaramis Khan, Al Am Kadosh, Bnei Kelchai. Hashem is teaching us something. Kisharoim, Chas Vishalom, Sheyatzalim, Xeris Rose, Meyamastinim, Makatragim. Whenever you're going through something difficult in life, challenge personally, family, nationally, Al Yisyashumi, Lehis Ameitz Bitfila. Don't stop. The power of tefillah. Hashem will listen to the tefillos. Hashem will listen to the tefillos. That's what Rivka is saying. Yaakov thinks he's Bitsaris. Rivka, Amrel, Yaakov, Banah. Lamar, talk, never stop talking. Never stop talking. When you see an Esav, and you think Esav is getting ahead of you, Never stop talking. Hainu, she is palalu, the is chanu lashem is barach, she irachim alem, by these yuchu levatome al atzmam, kolatzeras rose. And you could change it all. You could change shamati. Because I heard them say, finishing the pasik, shamati is avicha midaber lesav. I heard your father saying to Esav Lamar, says the Oib Yisrael, midaber. What's the emphasis of midaber? Because the Umos Olam and, and our Oivim talk a lot about what they want to do. But often, HaKadosh Baruch Hu prevents it from happening because of our Tfilos. Sometimes Rechaman al happens, but as long as it's in the Bechina of Dibur, then we still have a shot and we should continue davening. Because as long as it didn't happen yet, the power of Tfilos could undo everything they say. And that's the power of Tfilos, according to the Lord of Yisrael, as alluded to in the two Lamars, as we have in the in the uh, in the pasuk. Okay, uh, let's try to squeeze in the last two thoughts. Uh, first, from the Beis Halevi. Again, the Beis Halevi Ala Torah has uh, lengthy thoughts. Some short, but some lengthy. So I gave you part of this thought. Feel free to look more, but we'll do we'll do what we can. Says Rivka. Says Rivka to Yaakov. Go bring me two goats. Bring me two goats and I'll make them like your father likes them. I mean, let me your father likes them. Says the Medrash. Says the Medrash, what are these two goats? Tovim lecha v'tovim levanecha. Tovim lecha shal yadon atanot alabrachas. V'tovim levanecha shal yadon miskapar lehem b'yom ha-kipurim. Sir l'ashem Somehow these two gedim have to do with avodas yamakipurim. Echal Hashem echal azazel. This is what we call a medrash plia, a medrash that seems to connect two random things that we don't know how to connect them. What is shneig the yizin tovim have to do with seir Lashem and seir lazazel? V'yish lahavin kavanas hamedrash, bazeh leizeh inya kavanah ramzalokan maisa shol shneig yirin kipurim gam yish lahavin. Also, what what is what kind of kapara are we going to have through this through this story? And furthermore, a question that many ask: 
These are such valuable brachas. Yaakov's going to steal the brachas. What were the brachos that he got in the end? It was all Gashmias. This is what Yaakov wanted so badly. This is what Rivka wanted so badly. He wanted the Gashmias. That's what some say. Yitzhak wanted to give Esau the Gashmias and, and Yaakov would take the Ruchnias. So why did Rivka so badly understand that Yaakov needed this too? And the Medrash even says, because it's a fascinating Medrash, that Yaakov, look on the uh, line 25, Yaakov was crying. Yaakov didn't want to go. Why are you forcing me to do this? Maybe he didn't want to go because he knew. What do I need this Gashmias for? I'm an Ishtam Yoshevo Alim. What are you making me do this? And maybe I'll be caught. Maybe I'll be caught. Says the Beis HaLevi. Rakapirish HaBorur. Yaakov Yadash HaBrachaz Yemin Yanni Olamazeh is exactly why Yaakov didn't want to go. Because he knew they were in Yanni Olamazeh. Teim Shayachim Rakla Esav. Belola Yaakov. Vizekiker Taim Osho Yitzchak. Yitzchak wanted to give it to Esav. So why was Rivka so adamant? Why was Rivka so adamant? Let's skip a little bit. Next column. Next column. I need you to have the Olam brachas too. I need Yaakov to have the Ruchnias and the Gashmias. And he will supply Esav with the Gashmias that he needs. That's what Rivka wanted. And the question is why? The question is why? Why did she need that her son take the Gashmias also? Why did she need that? Says the Beis HaLevi. Says the Beis HaLevi. Um, where should we start from? Next page. Sorry, did I did I leave off some? I'm just trying to think if I leave left off some in this piece. On the bottom. What was If it was all Esav's, this wouldn't help B'nai Yisrael. What's going on here? He gives a mashal. He gives a mashal. Look at the next paragraph. If somebody has property and he makes a ned there, he doesn't want to get hanah from them. So what can he do with them? One of two things. He could use them for a mitzvah. Mitzvah's lav lehenothinu. Mitzvah doesn't give us halachic pleasure. Number one, he could use them for a mitzvah. Number two... The halacha is that if I owe somebody money so that he could collect from my property, that's not called hanah for me. Any chovos, then the lovet could ba and be poreya. Those are the things, if I want to distance myself from what I have, I can still do two things with them. Use them for mitzvos and be lovaya upara. Says the Beis Alev, you know Yitzchak, uh, Rivka's kavanawar? She wanted B'nai Yisrael to have the ultimate zechuyos in this world. They're not going to be into the Gashmias. We know that Yaakov's not into the Gashmias. It's Ki'ilu Yaakov was Mudur Hanah. He's not focusing on the Gashmias. What's he going to use his assets for? Number one, Tzaka. Tzaka mitzvos. Number two, to repay debts. What kind of debts? 
whenever Esau will take something from a Jew, that's a debt that a Jew owes. And by the time it's all done, the Jews aren't going to have any more debts. It's going to be pure Olam Haba. It's going to be pure Schar. Because throughout our Olam Hazer, how much has been taken for us? We're not interested in reparations of the past thousands of years. It was all taken for, for Chobos. We don't even understand the Chobos. The Brisbane have a psalm already. Why does it say already, Avram Avinu, your, your children are going to be in a, in a, in a Meshubit 400 years? We didn't do anything yet. This is the plan. So Rivka saw that plan. And that's why she wanted us to have it and for them to be able to take it from us. So by the end, we won't have any, any Chobos against us. And we will be able to have be bishlemus with our relationship with Akadish Baruch. Okay, there's a more there. I'm sorry I didn't do it justice, but that was the base Alevi. But I just wanted to finish up with a fascinating thought of the Baal Shem Tov that's quoted. I gave you two different sources that quotes it, but one of them quotes it in this parsha. The Nachas Svi, which I've quoted a number of times, or of Gross. Back to the beginning of the parak. Yislak Avinu can't see. As we know, Rashi quotes, the Malachim cried into his eyes, Yitzchak's eyes were heavy, Mira'os from seeing. Mira'os from seeing. Says the Nachat what is that extra word, Mira'os? Milas Mira'os, Nira Kisfas Yaser. Do we really need that, that extra word, Mira'os from seeing? His eyes got heavy, so we know his eyes got heavy. We know he wasn't able to see. What's the Mera'os? As if Hashem didn't want him to see for some reason. He quotes an idea from the Baal Shem Tov. A fascinating idea that's quoted in many svarim. If a Jew ever sees another Jew committing an Avera, and they start thinking to themselves, wow, what a, what a lowly person. Wow, I would never do that. Guess what? Says the Baal Shem Tov. If you saw a fellow Jew do an Avera, it must be that Hashem wants you to see that Avera because there's a little Pagam in the viewer in that Avera. If I see somebody, Rahman al-Islam, be Mechal al-Shabbos, that means my covet Shabbos needs work. And I should try to work on my Shabbos. Amazing idea. Why does Hashem want me to see this? It must be there's some pagam in me that I need to work on. That I need to work on. If you look in the Diver Yatsev, we'll get back to the Nachal the Diver Yatsev, the Kleisenberger Rebbe's Shuvis, he writes the idea, we know there's a minhag of fasting, Rachman al-Asana, if a Sefer Torah falls down. The Minaga fasting, very unclear. The Magad Avram quotes it. In Ilchas Tfilin, he quotes it from an earlier Shuva, but really it's very not clear where this comes from. But the Dibra Yatsev suggests, maybe based on this Baal Shem Tov, if I witness the Sefer Torah fall, such a Bizayin Torah, it must be my Kavad Torah needs work. It must be I need to, to focus on that. He quotes an unclear Tosefta. A Tosefta, then the Mepharshim don't know what it means. If somebody sees an over Avera, they're chayef to see. What does that mean? You're chayef to see because it's a message for you, says the Baal Shem Tov. It's a message for you, and that's what somebody's roa, say, for Torah Shanafal. That's a message that he should do tshuva. 
And maybe that's where the idea comes from. Back to the Nachla Svi. That's the emphasis maybe of Meraos. His eyes had to become blind. Yisroch had to become blind. For whatever reason, the brachis. But maybe also Hashem didn't want, didn't want Yitzchak to have to see the Avodah of the Neshei Esav. What he has some Avodah Zarah, Hashem has some Avodah Zarah in him? There's no. Then he'll be mitzayer because he'll think that he has something to work on, but he doesn't have to work on that. This is the Yitzchak Ola Tamima. Laman is dabin kachli Yitzchak. Alze Amamer Os Ratzalomar Shalachin Kawenov. So he shouldn't see the Maseim Aram and think that he has something to work on in that regard. And that's why, Kodesh Baruch Hu, there was greater pain for Yitzchak. He would have greater pain in that than not being able to see so well. Like Avram Avinu, more pain from no guest than the surgery that he had. Again, the message for us is everything that a person sees in life is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything, we have Bechir Chavshas to see things. But we have to recognize that beautiful idea of the Baal Shem Tov. Whatever we see is Hashkacha. Whatever we see is, if we see somebody doing something wrong, okay, there's a mitzvah of Tochacha, there's a mitzvah of not being mushpa. But there's also an idea of maybe there's something that I can learn. Maybe there's something that I need to focus on based on that experience.